Welcome to Sounds Like a Personal Problem podcast, where all of our issues are personal, and guess what? So are yours. Our interpretations, slights, rantings, okay, let's be real, our broadcasted Ben sessions stem from who we are, where we're going, and where we're at. I'm Choma. And I'm Cassie. And basically all of this sounds like a personal problem, so let's get into it. <sighs> well, I would ask you how your week is going, Bob, but... Like... I mean, obviously it goes without saying just how pissed off and tired we are of consuming the news because at the time um, we were planning for this episode, it was just the Atlanta shootings and now it's the Boulder, Colorado one. Like America and the love of guns doesn't make sense. And even like, you know, the second amendment wasn't created for this kind of purpose it was created for like militia yeah (laughs) so it's just really tiring to hear about the the murders that happen basically all the time now if that's a good point that you bring up about the militias and stuff like if you if you think about it not much has changed because you still have the people who think they're the good guys defending their country's honor or their land and the yeah. foreigners and the deemed threats. Um, even though men are more of a threat to women in the Atlanta shootings case. But yes, typically the perpetrators are delusional. I'll just leave it at that. Essentially. And I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of like the whole military being in other countries and protecting our freedom. That's a, for another podcast, but it's just Absolutely. <laughs> it's just so it's just so disheartening to hear about all these mass shootings and people going about their regular day yeah trying to live their life and then that's that's exactly it like it's happening at a grocery store these women went to work like you said we're like not going to go too far down the rabbit hole and it's just to love what you're saying too like nobody expects to leave home and then not return you know sometimes like you just don't know obviously there's car accidents and stuff but i can tell you right now like even as conscious as we are that this is consistently happening i still leave my house sometimes and i don't think something's gonna happen to me yeah, you just, it's just, you're just going about your normal business. But then, nope, somebody. Somebody's mad. Somebody somebody's had a bad mad. day. Oh, bad day, because this person had a bad day. Oh, my gosh. It's so like you're going to take it out on other people. It's just yeah. rest in peace to all those people that have been lost to mass shootings, and especially these past two weeks or a week and a half. Actually, especially this past two weeks, the year, like you said, the, the week and a half, year and a half with the El Paso shooting too. And then apparently there's been seven mass shootings this week I read in the news. But like you said, it's like actually, just thinking. It's actually been more like, so mass shootings are considered four or more people. Mm-hmm. So it's been like a hundred, hundred plus since 2021 started. But of course it does not cover it every day on the news. Yeah. But, but imagine having to cover all those mass shootings. But like you said, Crazy. we're thinking of their families and we just can't even imagine the grief they must be going through. And the same way that these people didn't expect to leave their house never to return, that's not what anybody else was thinking their day would end like. So we're thinking of y'all. I don't know. It's just really tough to deal with. Yeah. What'd you do this weekend? Yeah, lighter note. Well, I've just been dealing with spending money <laughs> on things that... <laughs> would not like to spend money on i had to get some dental work and my sister actually said this which made me laugh she's like sometimes she says sometimes i think dentists are gaslighting us as patients because because they, <laughs> they want us to spend more money 
laugh gas lighting us. Yeah, this looks like hey, you want some you want some more of this noxious gas? You, you want to get some exactly. more done to your teeth? I'll show you gaslighting. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, oh yeah, you gotta get this done, you gotta get this done. And it's just like you think about it, you're like, okay, so if I don't get this done, it might get worse going down the line. So it's just yeah. like, okay, you're just gonna get it. Even with insurance, you're still spending Buku bucks. Buku bucks. So my week has been okay and it's been fine, but the money I've been having to spend hasn't been fine. But I've also spent money on other things that I, I find enjoyable, but still. <laughs> I spent money. I spent money this week is what I'm trying to say. No, you're right. You're right. It's it's true. Like even if it's money you enjoy or it's money that you wish you didn't have to spend so much money on your teeth. Sounds like a financial problem. <laughs> Yeah, that, this is my personal problem this week. Financial problems. <laughs> that was like a financial problem. <laughs> Sorry, it's just like, it just rolled off my tongue. Yeah, but no, but that's valid. It's like, whenever I go to the dentist too, like they, when they ask me right at the end, like, are you going to be paying for this now? Or do you want us to bill you? I'm like, bill me, bitch. The receptionist today, so they told me I had to get this other procedure done, which is more expensive than the other um, procedures that I needed to get. And I need to, I need to be referred to somebody else. And then she was like, do you want to schedule your um, stuff with us here too? I'm like, what makes you think I want to schedule with you right now when you need, I need to go somewhere else to get another procedure done first? Does that make sense to you? <laughs> They've asked me that too, because I've had the same um, procedure that you, you've like all the same work that you're getting done. I say work and it sounds like, like plastic, like, sorry, we're not getting veneers. We're not the cool no, kids. No. This no, is I'm a necessity. A superstar. <laughs> <laughs> You already are a superstar. You don't, you don't need to Thanks, appreciate it. Um, but no, I remember when she asked me the same thing and mine was like in this month long window. Cause I don't, I wasn't living here at the time. I was still living mm-hmm. in New York. So she asked me that and I'm thinking like, okay, well, wouldn't you then call them and then coordinate the appointments if it has to align? And then I was like, yeah. is that my, I was the youngest child for five years talking. Like, is that my inner... <laughs> <laughs> needs to go my way it needs to make sense <laughs> right so I just I was like okay yeah let me get that procedure done with them and then reach out to you question mark <laughs> but how was your week how was how has it been yeah it's I love how I'm saying yeah because I just don't even look <laughs> we're just gonna say life is a state of flux family visited my younger sister had a medical emergency then my mom had surgery so then it was her like those two recoveries I was taking care of them and then my older sister and my niece visited. I always joke that I'm like the house manager. So when you're the, the house, house manager. <laughs> oh. Remember before I was the stay-at-home daughter? I'm like, heck no, I got I got promoted. No, now that I'm the house manager, younger sister now is recovering. My mom is back at work. My sister and her baby are gone. And it was just this moment of like, I'd got put on my shoes to go somewhere. And I was like, man, what are shoes? <laughs> I'm glad you got promoted. Thank you. I hope it involved extra extra benefits amenities i the main amenity i would like is just sleep but who's to complain oh that fleets away from all us <laughs> i know actually that's true I feel like we're not gonna sleep again until we're like until we're the babies again which is when we're like in our 80s and stuff all right girl we're doing shondaland this week shondaland abc shondaland and we're specifically highlighting the abc shonda shows shondaland because of course there's bridgerton yeah it's not on our list so it doesn't matter <laughs> It's really not. Okay, so three shows. We're, I guess we're doing threes. Last episode, we did three shows as well. Um, so we're doing Scandal, 
how to get away with, oh, let me do it like Annalise. How to get away with murder. I think I messed the murder part up. You, you should try. You should try. It's like that, that could be like the new superwoman pose in the mirror for confidence in the morning. All right, let's get in yeah. for the day. How to get away with murder. Yes. <laughs> oh, spoiler alert. When um, Laura Castillo's son, I forgot his name in the show. Christopher. Christ- oh, Christoph. Christoph. No, Christopher. Because her his dad's oh. name was Christoph, and then she named I him Christopher. Christopher. Oh yes, you're yeah. right. You're right. He at the end when he did how to get away with murder, he was like, "How to get away with murder?" <laughs> oh my god! That okay, sorry, y'all. Um, and the final show is Grey's Anatomy. Yes, the third show is Grey's. I know because we were already getting in, we were already getting so far into how to get away with murder. How to get really into this show. <laughs> So I know that you took a bit longer than I did to get your rankings. Yeah, I had to think about it a little bit. Um, do you want to go from like our top to bottom or do you want to go from like bottom to top? Like the one we think ooh. is the best or do, do we go with the one we, we ranked least? Let's go with rank least. Yes. I like that. Yes. Okay. So maybe we'll match, but my number three is Scandal. Yep. You ranked a scandal as number three as well? Scandal the least out of the three. I think it, it deserves the third spot. Like, of course, Olivia Pope, Eli Pope, Fitz, all the characters, Melly, such a iconic character. Yeah. But it's still number three. Well, yes. because in my in my view, it just jumped the shark so early. In like season four, I think they just it just went left. Yep. It's like, what are, what are we doing? What's happening? I agree with you. But I always tell people, I always, 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 because I'm, I'm not somebody that like gives people high expectations of things. Like I'm a middle kid. I lowball people on stuff. Low expectations are key. <laughs> and I tell them, we only talk about the last three and a half seasons, but the first three and a half, oh, oh, oh. The first three and a half. Yeah, we're going to say three and a half. That's yes. a good way to put it. Special. Yes. You were just, I was just so excited to like watch it every week. Like, oh my, oh my God, scandals coming on. What's going to happen? Thursday. What is Olivia going to do? What is stupid president Fitzgerald going to do? Olivia called him stupid. Because this man, he was the worst, but I think I used too much of my real world brain of like, how is this man going to start a war to go and save Olivia Pope as president of the United States? You're not using your real world brain. Um, well, you are. And it's not an, it's not a bad thing though, because I've watched Scandal four times, which means I've rewatched it three times. And the more and more I watch, because you know, some things are going to happen, some things don't, you pay attention to other things. Fitz is, yes, he's a big old baby. Like you're not entitled to Olivia. I get it. You're in love with her. Your love story was, I'm sorry. Your love story was trash. Anyways. Vermont. They want to go to Vermont. And I make jam. Yeah. It it just, his, his decision-making skills. No, and it's just like the way he reasoned about things and the fact that I have all this affinity for him probably is because of like Tony Goldwyn, but also because it's a testament to like Shonda's team and how they humanize these characters. The fact that I dislike white men so much, but I still have so much love for this man. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> yep. I didn't find his character development as sophisticated as the other other people on the show. He, he seemed very one-dimensional. Yeah, white men are basic. 
Jake, Jake Ballard gave a little bit more spice. No, but no, Jake is, I think Jake is different from Fitz because Jake was melded under Eli Pope, a black man who was. Yes. And we just. Oh my God. Eli Pope, his speech to Olivia that resonated around the world. He, oh my gosh. He's just so, he's such an amazing actor. Joe Morton. And he's been doing it forever. He's in Grace and Frankie after Scandal. He, um, I remember first ever seeing him watching Blues Brothers 2000 with my family as a kid. So then seeing him on Scandal, I was like, oh my God! You know where I, I hope I'm correct, where I first was introduced to him was in a movie called The Pest. Mm-hmm. That movie, horrible movie, but actually it's my favorite movie from when I was younger. It's like my favorite bad movie bad movie it's a bad movie if if you watch it now you can realize how terrible the movie is but honestly i i still love that movie to this day gotcha i'm gonna watch it and i'm i'm trying to pronounce his name to you joe oh john joe is it not joe it's john leguizamo so john leguizamo yes y'all i know we (laughs) no but you're trying at least you're not just like can i just call him john l no you're trying The Pest, I was introduced to Joe Morton and he was good in that movie too. But it's just a funny how, like you can see the, tra- the trajectory of some of actors where they started and where they're at is like so awesome. I think he's also been in it for a minute. So it, I think it's also like the fact that that was the nineties and the kinds of movies they were doing back then. Cause he's like on Broadway, he's been on TV. He's of course he's in movies. Um, everybody was doing movies in the nineties. Just Joe yeah. Morton is just, he's unbelievable. This is the perfect yeah. actor to portray a black man who secretly runs the world. And then I just, Olivia, actually Olivia's parents, Eli Pope. And then I actually, what's the mom's name? Maya. Maya. Just great. And, and uh, such great actors doing such great work with what they're given. Cause then you have the writers being boss too. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. Scandal was great. It's just, it's just number three for yeah. me and for you as well. The I best mean. of it was like three and a half seasons compared to the rest of the two. Like, I don't think. I wonder if we're going to be the same again. This is going to be interesting, but one more thing about with Scandal. I yeah. just wanted to bring up Cyrus. Oh yeah. How could we forget? Yeah. Okay, Bob, I'm going to say this like right now. I know that we're talking about it. We're going to have to dedicate an episode to this too. I think future episodes, you all, we might be doing like every other week, actually making rankings their own episode, because yeah. I feel like we have more to say about rankings each episode, but we really? don't want to take up the whole episode. But And it's a true crime for us to deprive y'all of plug of our future segments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we, we, we probably should dedicate uh, yes. an episode to this specific rankings too, but we'll, we'll keep talking. But Cyrus was awesome. I just found him to be like, he was like evil, but like at the same time, I don't know. You just, I just found him like fun to watch. Because you know, he was obviously Meredith's dad. So to see him as Meredith's dad and then see him as Cyrus. Cyrus had an iconic crying scene. That was, (laughs) if you guys don't do anything, please look up Cyrus Bean's crying scene in Scandal and you'll realize what I'm talking about. If anyone has seen the Country Bears for reference, that's what it's up. <laughs> okay, was, what's yeah. your number two? Hopefully my number be- two isn't too scandalous for you. My number two is Grey's Anatomy. Okay. 
And I know Grey's Anatomy is like currently on season 84. And season 17, everybody. Thank you. Because I actually really did not know. Yeah. <laughs> season 25 or something. I feel like I know what your number two is, though. What is my number two? How to Get With Murder? Yes. yes. You're, you're correct. Because <laughs> we're finally different. The last episode, we were the same. And yeah. now it's different. And I will explain why I have it. Grey's Anatomy at number one. But do you want to talk about the show separately? Or how do you want to talk about it? I mean, it's Grey's Anatomy, like you said, I think it's on season 17. I low-key, mm-hmm. I swear to you, even though I keep saying like 72, 84, 17, 38, I <laughs> definitively Never. thought it was on it was on season 25. I don't know why. Because it might as well be. They dragged this thing <laughs> out. And I'm and the, I okay, y'all. I have I have Grey's Anatomy at number one only because of its longevity, the different storylines that have propelled this show to where it, it's at now. Yeah. But I will say Grey's Anatomy currently is not that great. I think Shonda Shonda leaving ABC, ABC dropped the ball. You should have <laughs> gave her those Disney tickets. You should have gave her those Disney tickets. What's wrong with They should have gave her the tickets. I feel like she's needed in the writing room or something because mm-hmm. the way they're doing the writing now is just very weird. And like, I, I'm not excited to watch it every week. Like I watched it last week when I, or no, I watched it the previous two. Um, they had a new episode that I didn't care to watch. Like I'll catch up when I catch up, but yeah, it's see, not that You'll catch up when you catch up. You're not like grasping the end of your seat. Yeah. It's, it's like one of those, like it's ass, whatever. So I have it number one for those re- reasons, the longevity, the iconic storylines, the, the multitude of characters that have come from Grey's Anatomy is why I have it at number one and that is why it edged out How to Get Away with Murder but I feel like How to Get Away with Murder is excellent. See and that's why How to Get Away with Murder is my number one is because it only had it had the least amount of seasons out of the three mm-hmm. and just did everything anything and absolutely not nothing with all those six seasons. <laughs> Every season hit, I know maybe some people would say maybe season five and six was, wasn't yeah. as, as great, but I feel, I still But you still tuned in. I still tuned in. I was still like, oh, how to get order murder is back. Oh, let me see. Who are the, who's dying in this season? <laughs> how is Annalise going to, Annalise. Anna freaking Lise. Oh, Viola Davis. Viola Davis, Violin Davis, Bass Davis, Cello Davis, the whole damn orchestra Davis. <laughs> I that And like she, and that's why, that's why the show is number one for me. Obviously that, an ensemble cast, but she, she, and they always met her with the gravitas and the talent that she possesses. Like everybody on that show, nobody was being carried. Maybe West. They, they, yeah. Did you say maybe? maybe I West think West, like they, that show carried West for a minute there. You know, to be quite honest, I, I know a lot of people love West on the show. I, I couldn't care for him on the show. Yeah. I was fine when he, spoiler alert, I was fine when he died. Yeah. I didn't. I was like, okay, let's move on. Let's yeah. let's get to the other characters. <laughs> I'm gonna be real. The main the blah blah. Sorry, the main reason why I was so upset when they killed him off. I'm not good with like character deaths. I'm that emotional biatch. I don't know. I'm supposed to be a Taurus, but I'm a fraud. <laughs> but I was actually just genuinely upset that I wasn't gonna see his fine ass on the screen all the time. I mean, he is fine, but his character, I just didn't like it. I didn't like him. No, I feel like because he every time he opened his mouth, then I was like, oh, okay. Because that last season he was on. His shoulders were all like they were broader. He had a beard, and girl, you know how I am about the beards. And this man is six. He's six four, I think. You know, there's a there's a. I mean, uh, not like not like all guys can get to this height. It's just it's just what it is. There's an ideal height, and where you are too tall, 
And yeah. I find too tall starting at six, five and up. I'm yeah. like, okay, you're too tall. Let's, let's, let's stop. It's okay. And I tell people too, and they're always so shocked. I've been saying this since I was 17, actually. When I was 17, I had just hit 5'11". Now I'm at like 6'1"-ish, maybe 6'2". When you tell me you're 6'1", I don't see it. I, you, you know, know I mainly I'm, say it because people always tell me what height I am, but I know what, you and I both know what height I actually am, but it's just. Yeah, but when I'm with you, I don't, I like, I don't feel like you're 6'1". I feel like you're, I don't know. Well, that's two things. One, you're not doing the most. Two, you're tall as well. So. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm above average height. Like most of other people I know aren't. I'm lucky that I have a lot of tall friends, but the average, like you're saying that the national average. I can't even imagine what you go through with people asking you um, how tall you are almost every day of your life. Because even me being like 5'8", people are like, oh my gosh, you're tall. Oh my gosh, your legs are so long. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm just normal height. I'm just, I mean, it's above average for a woman, yeah. but I'm just like, okay, it's not that serious. <laughs> and, and our sisters are tall too. So being around them, like us four at least, and then like you include like the rest of our siblings, our family members, yeah. your parents aren't short either. So then you have all that and how much time we spend together and like you get used to that. And then you obviously like go outside of that and you meet shorter people. We'll just leave yeah. it at that. And everybody's always just like, every single day, it's like, do you play basketball? No. Do you play volleyball? No. What do you do? You're a waste of your, you're, you're a waste of your talent. You're a waste of your height. And I'm like, I did, I was in theater in high school. Okay. You're a model. No. So you're just a waste. Like, okay. But the main thing I was getting at is like, whether I'm six, six foot or I'm six foot to six, two, I've always said to people like six, five, six, six is like my cap in a guy, because that's just like, after that, it's not only too tall. And then as I've gotten older and taller, I just think of women who were taller than me and I'm like, I can't take him from you. They've already taken so many from us. I can't do that. Oh my goodness. And all I that to say is that Wes, all that, yeah. All that to say is that Wes was at the ideal height for Choma. <laughs> yeah, ideal height for me. He had a beard. He wasn't like, you know, I don't like muscular guys, but he was, he took care of himself. And so then for them to kill him when he started looking like that, after how many seasons of him, you know, he was always cute, but like, I wasn't. It? Yeah, it was fine. Like, I was like, eh, okay. Yeah, but they carried him. <laughs> yeah, I liked most of the characters. Uh, my favorites, even though um, they they turned out a little bit evil at the end, was Michaela and Connor. Because they actually had the most normal reactions. They'd be like, what do you mean? What are we doing? Like, even though they would obviously go along with it and like try to <laughs> get, get away with it. But they'd be like... Yeah, you would see the conflict. They were dynamic characters and they I I really enjoyed the show. You, overall. And the shows that you're watching it and you have to remind yourself this is a TV show like these are not real people and that's to me when you know a show is really good. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to watch I'm going to rewatch How to Get Away with Murder eventually. Like cuz I don't usually watch shows that much, rewatch yeah. shows that much, but I think I'll watch How to Get Away with Murder. And I will be rewatching with you. It'll be my third time and I'm here for it. <laughs> Like Grays did um, edge it out because of the the longevity. The length. Grays, I'm like, oof. Okay, do I start at season 34 or do I start at season 45? Right. No. If for Grays, I wouldn't start at season one. I would start in the little middle part. Right. Oh, let me some rewatch some of these middle seasons when all the characters, most of the original characters, were still there. I've only rewatched Grays once, obviously because it's longer. 
um, in my rewatch, I realized, I don't know if I subconsciously adopted music from it, but that's another reason why um, Grey's like, I'm not really good at rewatching it is because like, for example, in the shooting episode, In My Veins is playing in the elevator scene after one of the the interns. I think he's an intern. A resident oh guy. yeah. That's... And I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. Or when they had that kidney domino episode, Comes and Goes in Waves plays when the black guy starts arresting. So sad. You know, Grace introduced me to um, Ingrid Michaelson. Oh, and really? Yeah, the song Breathing. And then I just went, after I heard that song on Grace, I mean, I just started, you know how the phrase how to save a life, they got them really big. I don't know if you can win um, an Emmy for that, but whoever does their music, their music supervisor or music producer, all the awards again, I just, it's, it was, it actually really was hard for me not to put it as number one. I was going to put How to Get Away with Murder, but I, Grey's Anatomy show, like I couldn't, I was like, no, it's just awesome. I'm not second guessing, but it's, it's just, there's so many, there's so many different reasons why each show is great. I mean, Scandal's an unequivocal number three. (laughs) How to Get Away with Murder and Grey's Anatomy, um, they give me pause, but I'm, I, I think you and I are both solid in our choices. To think, so if you took Grey's Anatomy's best six seasons, How to Get Away with Murder's six seasons, and Scandal's seven seasons, uh-huh. or we'll just say six since we're comparing six, Scandal would still be number three. Unequivocally. <laughs> but then I would put Grey's Anatomy as number one. After Sandra O oh left, it's 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 still held up. Like they didn't yeah. do a good job after she left. Nothing, it didn't feel like. Like some of these shows that have like big actors leave, and you're just like you feel this gaping void. Of course, you feel the gaping void because Sandra O oh is like amazing. <laughs> this show is amazing for all of its um, all of its pieces and stuff. But for me, she was just like a. I loved I love Sandra O. Oh, I love Christina. I love when yeah. You did not budge on the whole kids thing. Like and that's kind of huge. We love you, Sandra O. Oh. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Before we can we continue to the sweet of the week, we did have an honorable mention that's part of Shondaland show that lasted for like I think two seasons called For the People and it was about lawyers. It was basically um how to get away with murder but without all the murder. <laughs> so <laughs> it was about uh, lawyers, young lawyers trying to make it through the world. It was fine for what it was. It's yeah. so but it was part of ABC, so it is Shonda adjacent, but it, yeah. it doesn't hold weight to the other one, so we didn't want to even put it in the rankings. Reading the synopses, though, because I read them just so I wouldn't be, like, unprepared for the rankings. It is definitely an honorable mention, and I'm I'm going to watch it, just reading what I read online. For for It's fine that it, it ended after two seasons. I'm not, like, losing sleep. When I watched it, I enjoyed it. Like, I enjoyed seeing, like, the dynamics of the lawyers, and it's, like, public defenders versus prosecutors, and yeah. it was good. It was good. I love that you mentioned you put it the way like it's it's like how to get away with murder without all the like the murder slash true crime because yeah. obviously we're true, true crime aficionados. We need a little bit of a break from that. Never. I'm I'm looking forward to watching it because when I did my research I was like oh why didn't I? <laughs> I haven't seen Bridgerton yet but it had what's his name? Reese Jean. I him before everybody else was obsessed with him but <laughs> you were ahead of <laughs> Bob basically discovered reggae Regé Regé Jean's sexiness fine self before the rest of us did. <laughs> yeah, but I I need to I I mean I don't need to watch Bridgerton, but I think I think I'm pa- like it was so hyped up, and then I'm just like eh, I'm not gonna watch. Maybe when like season two comes out, yeah. then I'll be like okay, let me watch season one and then continue with season two. 
Yeah. It was definitely um pretty hyped. Yeah, you're right. Maybe it wasn't overhyped. It just I just the the saw the all the hubla hoopla yeah. of it. I was like, oh whoa. Who's our sweetie of the week, Choma? Our sweetie of the week is Marley K of Marleyisms. I discovered her on Medium. It's for reading a bunch of articles and like some people blog on there. And there's a reason why I'm not even caring all that much about why, what medium is exactly what it is. She writes, I share because there are so many black people living in this country, unable to share their racialized experiences. I speak and teach for those who don't have voices. A little bit of background on her. She is a 50 year old woman living in um, South Florida. She has two sons and she talks about race with them and anybody she meets. And even like with everything happening in the world, you still feel like when you talk about race, sometimes when you're approaching it, people are like, oh God, this... This chick, she's intense, you know? Marley Kay does not do that. She's unapologetic. She no longer posts her works on Medium. And I want, I'm specifically highlighting this for anybody that has ever potentially wanted to write for them. Look, they're not bad people, but because of her voice, I know now that I'm not going to put any of my work on there ever because Mm -hmm. their revenue sharing model has been unfair to Black writers and their algorithms, Medium's algorithms, suppress the writing of certain authors' subjects. Oh, man. She's a saving grace for Black voices and Black writers in so many ways. Like, that's... Shout out to Marley Kay. Of course, the the revenue-sharing model would be unfair. Like, my goodness. I still need to... I can't believe I never sent you the article. It's, it's not a long read, thankfully. I get so lost in her work. And I'm just... I hope anybody listening gets to experience that as well because she's she's so good at what she does. That's awesome. I, I, I want to... Um, read more of her work and I really appreciate when the articles have like how long the read's gonna yes. be like 15 you're like okay let me read. I know you're also a speed reader so for you that might be like seven and a half minutes and you're like that's already too close to eight like that's my that's my limit <laughs> yeah let me let me stop that <laughs> she's our sweetie and my love for her is not rife with subtlety but speaking of subtlety Bob Ooh, speaking of subtlety let's talk about what's happening with what the GOP people are doing Trumplekins Oh, the Trumplicans. They just say Trump is great. Like, I don't know. Whatever Trump stands for, we stand for. Wait, one second before I talk about what issues Joe Biden and Kamala Harris seem like they're just taking photos. They're always like taking photos, like walking. And it's like, are y'all doing work? Can we, y'all, y'all are in the house now. You don't have to do the little pictures, the poses no more. Right. Look, let's get to work. Let's get busy. All right. I know, but, I know our last episode was drops on drops on drops, but hearing you talk about the photos, I'm like, ops on ops on ops. <laughs> okay, so Joe Biden has been taking heat from the Trump administration's dismantling of the entire um, immigration system, essentially. Gotcha. It's kind of unfair in, in both ways that, that he's taking heat for it, even though I do see what um, people are saying is like why these migrants are still in these terrible um, living situations, like what's going on there. But I mean, he's taking heat for the amount of um, migrants that have been coming in and not having a great system when he inherited that from Trump. The GOP specifically can't say, oh, Joe Biden is at fault for all of this because Trump in his first three years of his presidency, basically the whole thing would blame Obama for every little thing now returning the favor. Trump is to blame for a lot. Trump succeeded Obama. So he inherited a lot less mess, in my opinion. (laughs) So when we say that Biden is inheriting Trump's mess, you best believe he is inheriting a a mess. No, but you're the last person to defend Biden. 
Yeah, I'm not a Biden defender at all. But exactly this, I'm like, okay. I mean, let's be real. Like people are like, of course you have to have immigration policies. Of course you have to have steps to to have things going, but people are gonna be seeking asylum Mm -hmm. because of terrible things happening in their countries. It's not, and America, we say we welcome everybody. So yes. And it's just like you're saying, too, you're going to have so many people trying to run away from those things. So you have so many people coming. And then hence that surge my mom was telling me about. And you even have one of the leaders in Mexico, you know, stepping up to the mic to be like, no, Biden's basically having to clean up the mess that Trump made, you know? Yeah. And I just, even just seeing it on the news yesterday, like their living conditions, like you said, are just like, this so he horrible. has a lot of work to do, Biden does it's been um, more children coming and unaccompanied minors coming because of course they're seeing Biden as a new president and they're like, maybe there's gonna be better policies that could allow me to potentially live in, in the country. So of course there's gonna be even more people, an increase in the immigration to the United States because of that. And that's not a problem, but of course you have to come up with something to, to help that, but yeah. that's part of it too. So yeah. it takes time. That's what the article was mentioning too. It's just like, he's going to have to come up with a lot of like policies and procedures to basically <clears throat> to rebuild the system. <clears throat> Sorry, my throat's dry. <laughs> um, he's basically going to have to rebuild the entire system. And I, I do have hope for those kids specifically that this is going to be the president. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully it, um, it goes well. Hopefully it runs smoothly. Can we talk about why Biden as, as his 78, 79-year-old self... <laughs> Biden is running up these stairs. If y'all didn't see, was taking a tumble. Biden, why are you running? You need to walk. It's okay. We know you're president. You're you want to be young and hip. But even me myself, I'm sometimes I hold on if I'm like running up a little bit. He did the the first tumble, the second tumble, and then ooh the third. I love, I'm sorry. Biden. Why are you running? Why, Why are you running? Are you running? Like, like some people online were like, I would have resigned that day. You would have never seen me again. <laughs> I love that you said you specified he did the first, the second. Oh, and yes, alas. Third time was the charge. I appreciate him going all the way up the stairs and doing the little salute still. Shout out to you, Biden. That's great. Dedicated. Dedicated. But you're right. His fourth tumble was firing his staffers for past mar- marijuana use. And it's so annoying because he was spouting like decriminalization, legalization, legalization, oh. which people are not interchangeable. They are not yeah. the same thing. More on that later. But you're right. I remember him saying all that. So then for this to happen, this stuff really pisses me off because I'm just yeah, I have the best hopes for him. And I do carry him at a higher regard. Stuff like this, I'm just like, I get that this is Washington and like scandal has taught us like, of course, there's probably a million things happening behind the scenes, but don't say one thing, A, and then go ahead and hit Y. Because I'm going to ask. Yeah. yeah, why? What? Why Why do you need to, why do they need to be fired for past marijuana use? Yes. It's legal in how many states now? It's going to be legal in 
more states soon yeah. like what why are you and when you delve deeper into this whole thing like you know it was a case-by-case -case basis so some people were excused and waived i don't f with that i'm like if you're just bl a blanket fire that yeah way. do be fair <laughs> for everybody exactly you're not being fair and you might be playing favorites and they didn't specify then how much was would be permissible for you then to be waived and like you hit on a, a couple of seconds ago some of this past use occurred in legalized states so where's so, the crime, bitch? <laughs> where's the crime? <laughs> it, it doesn't make sense. It's like, it's like you're trying to decriminalize it and you, you, that's what you were going off of. So people don't deserve a second chance. I know. And marijuana is not even, it's not like they're doing crystal meth. Coke or? PCP. Cultural appropriation. All right, that was enough. I'm just thinking of white people. <laughs> In fact, like, where are we even at with, like, the decriminalization and the legalization of this? Because the war on drugs was in the 1970s. That's almost 50 years ago. Oh, the war on, there's so much money in the war on drugs. Like, it's kind of crazy. Yes. Like, but the thing about it is, if you decriminalized drugs, you can tax the drugs that people take. You're highlighting the economic aspect of it. Robert Reich would be so proud of us talking about this. I mean, if you really trying to make money off of it, you can make money and tax it. Put it back into the you can put it back into rehabilitating people that are doing these drugs or you can put it into roads infrastructure anything something come up with the system all the things right to help people instead of our jail prison and jail doesn't rehabilitate people nope it just makes money for all the wrong white people <laughs> it does because what i'm the reason why i say white is because mass incarceration you know that this purport this disproportionately affects black and brown people particularly yeah. black and brown women so when i say white people a lot of the people at the helm of the prison industrial complex which is for profit against black and brown bodies people yep. of color, i'll even go as far as to say because i don't even know if we've been looked at other marginalized that are disproportionately affected by this right if you destigmatize and decriminalize and legalize this stuff, you lose profit. You lose your power over people because then they don't go to jail and they don't have that black box on their record where they can't get jobs and then they have to go back to jail and keep making money off your head. It's a never so, ending cycle. You're right. Yes. It's, it's and I know everybody true. knows this, but then I keep asking myself, I'm like, I know we all have these conversations and I know the ACLU like just rides for this and i just can't help but wonder like thinking about biden firing these five people i'm like where are we at with this where are we moving with this it's just crazy like i he shouldn't have fired these people like i know there's there, there might be a bigger story ahead and i thought of scandal where i was like you know these five staffers who's to say like this is they're saying this is the reason why they're firing them but i was like also scandal's a tv show so i oh. guess that's that's a good point it could be a bigger story i didn't even think of that in that way yeah but we're we're taking the story as what is reported right yes so from what is reported it's terrible but if it's something cra crazier y'all y'all slip I, I told you i was gonna put this in true crime but you know true crimes and our true crimes this week are more facetious <laughs> more facetious more lighthearted. yeah it's been like a dark <laughs> i almost sang the song dog days florence the machine i almost sang the chorus i was like it's been a dark week the dog days man these dog days aren't dead no they're, they're not, not. <laughs> i didn't i'm not singing the words they've just begun, <laughs> they've just really? begun. i love that you sang the guest they've just begun <laughs>
What do we want to talk about first? I don't even know where to start with this. The conscious community that lives in the Guatemalan mountains. So there was this video. <laughs> this is, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. There is this video of these actually this is i'm gonna be specific white people majority white people that are living in the guatemalan mountains next to a sacred lake they put this on tiktok and they're dancing and singing and having fun together not working not working getting presented food by the guatemalan people slave labor yeah and they're colonizing guatemala with their nonsense during the covid pandemic and, and they're living in a conscious community. Con- <laughs> uh, how many words can we fit in here? Uh, irony, hypocrisy. Uh, you said ignorance. Loki, I'm just like, y'all descendants of the Caucasus Mountains need to get out of them. Guatemalan Mountains. Wow. <laughs> I think we might actually put it on um, on our social media for anyone who wants to exactly see what we're referencing. Because it's just, it's uh, all of the true crime this week. It doesn't, it isn't even true crime. It's, it's just so... Like they, the, the people that posted it, maybe they're a cult and they're trying to get more people to come the Watermelon Mountains. Just this one alone. I, when I was writing in my journal last night, I was like, this is a real classic case of like diarrhea, diorama, <laughs> shit show. It's a shit show. Like, and like, are they contributing to the Guatemalan uh, community? They're not. And you and I both know, like, this is cheap labor, cheap land. And this community, just you just know their infrastructure, their economic infrastructure isn't making much off of this. And you have them serving food to them while they're, it reminds me of Jonestown. Low key. Mm -hmm. Very true. And they had this Guatemalan woman smiling in the video. She didn't look like she wanted to be in the video. They're like, hey, smile when we put the camera on you. And she's giving them food. Smile, smile. <laughs> yeah, we're going to actually put this video on our t- on our, our Instagram. So follow us on Instagram. We'll, we'll have it on there for y'all to see. We should just splatter it everywhere. Retweet it on Twitter. Our first tweet. Uh, our first TikTok. Like, the first glimpse into our diarrhea dioramas of the week. Oh, my. Yeah, that's one of our true crimes of this week. A cesspool. Do you want to talk about the next one? Please rub your eyes if you should feel the need to do so. I don't know her name. I'm not going to say her name. I'm not giving these people any more of the spotlight they are so desperately craving because that's what I have to think it is. Because if you're this dumb and this ignorant, I get it, y'all. Eastern Europe is on the other side of the world. And I don't think I saw people in the streets for George Floyd causing any sort of stir about racial awareness. But for this idiotic, caucastic, quiet woman. And this is this is why I miss having sweet tea because I was sipping some major, major bitter unsweetened sweet tea at this biatch because this white Bulgarian woman decided to don blackface while performing Jerusalem on a TV music competition. Butchered it. Butchered it. Butchered is a better word. Thank you. Thank you for, you know, complimenting my word. You know how I feel about that. Because y'all want to be black. You do know that the Black Sea borders on Bulgaria. That's the blackness you need. Go take a dip. A nice little swim. Go take a dip. Dip yourself in the sea. Oh man. Don't come back. Just float there. Yeah. Float. float. Oh, take think of that what you may. Who can say? <laughs> sail away. Sail away. Honestly, it's so shocking. I couldn't even like fast. I I was like when I was seeing this video, I was like, you mean to tell me? 
she like legitimately put black face on not even painting your face legitimately put black face on they they had to like it was reverse white chicks yes reverse white chicks and like they put the the face on the table and you're just like excuse me because i've seen i saw it four times before i finally registered i was like oh this is a real thing i was so confused too i was like i thought it was like a, a what would you do with john king Jonas? and i was like all right john then i looked more into it it, once I realized what was going on, like, it's just, it, it just made me sick. Yeah, it was this, like, wow. We're literally just trying to do us, and y'all are trying to do us in. People are obsessed with Black people in a weird way. And we're just trying to live our lives and just have fun. And y'all just come and do these crazy things every week. Like, I don't even know. On that note that you're talking about, there's too many examples of, like, people just falsely portraying Blackness like this. Um, but I have so many screenshots that I need to send you this week because I know that we were working on this and like there's just so many conversations we're probably going to have outside of this. Sorry, y'all. That is a true crime that we're robbing you of those discussions. True. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> but our final true crime is this self-proclaimed relationship guru, Derek Jackson, has been, he's been a social media personality for the last several years. He's been given relationship advice specifically aimed at women and telling them what sort of man they should be looking for and oh why men shouldn't cheat on their on their women seven things that will tell you um your man is thinking about you all the time why this that holier than thou this man has been cheating on his wife while giving all of this relationship advice Uh -uh. geared at women this guy is actually worse than the 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 general f boys that you um that that are just in the world. Yeah, he's one of those guys that's like, oh, I'm one of the good ones. I'm one of the I'm one of the nice ones. But right. no, he's one of the sickest ones because yes. he is portraying this. I'm the I'm a good guy, and then behind the scenes, you're you're cheating on your wife. So he, for most of his videos on his social media, oh, he'd no. be like doing um, videos in the in his car, and it, and then it's like, oh, are you doing these videos of don't cheat on your wife in the car while you're driving to go cheat on your wife, sir? Is that what you're doing? Is that what you're doing? Is he getting all this advice that he's giving from his own experiences? <laughs> yeah, he's like, don't be, don't get with a guy like me. That's what essentially he was right, doing. Exactly. And then on top of that, he he brought his wife onto his social media. This oh, and he hasn't shown his wife on his Instagram or nothing for this whole time. And I mean, maybe he I was trying. No, he was married. Maybe yeah, maybe he was trying to keep his private life private. Whatever, whatever. Go by. <laughs> but this the first time his wife is brought to the forefront on social media, like she was in a hostage situation. Him gripping her hand and saying. Oh yeah, this is my wife. I cheated on her. I had sex with women. I flirted with women. I did all of these things, but I wasn't right with God. And once I got right with God, I came back to her and she came back to me and his wife is sitting there. She's wearing a bonnet on camera (laughs) or a hat or whatever. She didn't look right. She looked like she didn't want to be there. Like she just woke up out of bed and was like, Hey, ambushed her. He ambushed her. It's like, Hey, come in the video with me. Say what exactly what we practice. Oh my gosh. It's just embarrassing. It's like, we need to bring back shame. People need shame again. We're going to have to write to Brene Brown and be like, look, we need you to make an exception. 
Yeah, we need to to bring back shame for people like this. Shame, guilt, and I just feel like this whole thing that he just did, this was performative accountability. This was false accountability. So performative. Like, yeah, of course he's saying, oh, I'm taking accountability for what I I did and da-da-da-da-da. And then under his social media post, he put, buy my book and see how we came, how we got, we healed from the situation. So he was still promoting his book. And on top of that, Shameless. when people were like saying, making fun of his, or like saying stuff about his wife and da, 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 he put under one of the comments, like he's never added her before on anything. He added his wife and it said, blink twice if you're okay, LOL. It's like, so you're joining in on the jokes? But that's like the audacity. The audacity. He's a hypocrite. He's he's the worst of them all. Like he's worse than just the general dudes that do that that cheat on their people. They're not going across the world and 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 telling everybody what to do and, tours. and yeah, he he went on tours. Yeah, and he's about he still looks like he's still doing the tours where he's doing the the apology tours, the false. Ooh. Honestly, I'm genuinely surprised at this. And we are not surprised by a lot of these days. Yeah. I mean, he just came out of nowhere. This guy is an emotional terrorist. I don't know. There's just too many people, Bob, falling from grace. I mean, he didn't have grace. I can't even see like this. But, like, he, he put himself on grace. And then of, co- of course, a lot of women followed him. Like I watched yes. a few of his videos. I didn't follow him on Instagram or anything, but I would see his videos and be like, oh yeah, that's some good advice. And it's like, yeah. but you are not, you are such a hypocrite. Like yeah. that is the worst. I, I mean, we're, we're all hypocrites, but this isn't even like, but this isn't even hypocrisy. Like this is just blatant deceit. Deception. 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 Yes. Deception. Deception. Um, and I'm thinking of him and I'm thinking of that story. I told you earlier about that guy that hit me up. Turns out that he is a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Hit me up more than once. And it's just the audacity of men. I'm thinking of Obama's book, The Audacity of Hope. And I'm like scratching it out. The audacity of men. <laughs> One thing they do have, the audacity. <laughs> Just please don't embarrass your your partner, man or woman. You don't need to bring her. Like, there's just so many levels to like how I problematic and disgusting this Ooh. is. Yeah, if y'all haven't if y'all haven't heard of Derek Jackson, don't look him up. But just know he's not a person to follow. Like all, of, I'm looking at the like all the true crime we've we've talked about. Just the key, like the the underlying theme here is like sickening, taking advantage, sickening. These could all be 2020 specials. It was just sickening to know that he was living and portraying such a false narrative such as this. Criminal. David Muir, and this is our story on Derek Jackson. (laughs) Bob, Bob, Bob. Let's talk about the music of this week. This is, and let me just preface this to say, like all the music that I put on here this song's gonna came out three years ago, two yep. years ago. It just whatever I was listening to that week that I was like, oh, this is a nice song. I like it. And it showed up on my my like songs that I've liked over the years. I don't know when this song came out, this first song that I'm gonna talk about, but this one's my favorite. This uh, this one is so sweet. This one is by Perek and Sing. And this song is called I Love You Baby, I Love You Doll. And it's by an indie folk kind of duo from India. Mm-hmm. And this song is just so cute. It has like subtle guitar chords. It just makes me smile. It just makes me feel nice. Like it's a, it's a, a song that you put on repeat. Yes. As I did all day. Yeah. Because yeah, we okay. talked about you put it on repeat and I put it on repeat too. It's been on all day. I don't know how many times I've repeated it, but you know, it's going to be on my yeah. Spotify wrapped at this point. <laughs> it's going to be your number one. <laughs> 
you had a hundred listens. It's such a cute song. Like I honestly, if you want to like smile, listening to this song would be really nice. And especially if you have somebody in your life that you that you love, that's your partner, and you want to listen to it. Even if you don't, it just makes you smile, honestly. Yeah. So like this one gave me like mama, the mamas and the papas kind of vibes. Even though California Dreamin', if you listen to the lyrics, it's not necessarily a happy song, but it is folksy and like it just lifts you up a bit. It lilts you up. Oh, lilts um, you up. I like that. Ooh. And the other one I thought of was um, if anybody used to watch Glee, the Warblers were always my favorite part of that show. When the Warblers premiered on Glee... The Warblers, they couldn't be topped to me. They couldn't. And they have that one rendition of Silly Love Songs by Paul McCartney. I've heard yeah. Paul McCartney's version. I always listen to the Warblers version. This is also the song that like, whenever it comes on my shuffle, it just makes you feel like bubblegummy. Bubble gummy. Oh, love it. Love it. Love it. Breck and Sing, I Love You Baby, I Love You Doll. Very, very cute. And then the next song is by Tiana Major Nine and it's called Mr. Mysterious. She, she's been out for a while. She has, I think she's from um, the UK and she has like, like a lot of good songs, but this one just specifically came up on my, my shuffle recently again. And I'm like, Oh, I need to talk about this one on the podcast. Like she has such a beautiful voice. Mm -hmm. The song is just beautiful all around. It's like, Oh, Mr. Mysterious. Like, Ooh, who are you going (laughs) to, who are you, Mr. Mysterious? I just find the song really, really cool. <laughs> I give it a 10 out of 10 and definitely would recommend anybody to listen to this song. I listened to this one seven times today, Mr. Mysterious. And every time it came on, I kept thinking about the weatherman. Mr. Mysterious is more like the Afrocentric, you know, danceable beat type. This one, you get up and dance and you're just having fun with yourself. And it's not like, you know. Um, yeah, when I was a student, I was like moving. I was like, like Mr. I don't know I don't want to sing the whole thing but yeah it's really really nice and uh, the artist that um you're talking about is Victory Boyd thank you but no I agree another recommendation if anyone wants to listen to that one yeah Victory Boyd Weatherman and you can you'll see the comparisons as Shoma was describing the little bit of subtle differences but like it still had like a cool similar vibe to it my next song is by Janelle Monet, the sweet Janelle Monet. It's called Turntables. And this is from a movie called All In, The Fight for Democracy. I haven't seen it, but I like Janelle Monet, so I listened to the song. So I was like, oh, let me listen to it. I don't need to watch the movie. Makes you want to dance. This one you will get up and full out just dance. This one has the perfect bass guitar and drum combo. You will get up and dance. And the lyrics have some good meaning to it. They're, as you can see, the title of the movie is The Fight for Democracy. So you can kind of tell mm-hmm. in the song Turntables. And she, Janelle Monet adds a lot with her music and her, her lyrics all the time. Yeah. So You never she's know just, what to expect but greatness from Janelle Monet. Yeah, she's just very talented. I just, I just like her music. Some people um, are not um, as fond of her music, but I love it. No, I didn't know that. Like, why? Yeah, why some not? people. Some it's not their cup of tea. Some I've heard some people say, "Yeah, you know, when I like, it's all right." But <laughs> me, I like it. <laughs> it for me, it's not just her music though, because Janelle Monae delivers on the music video, the lyrics, the the music that accompanies the lyrics, like everything. With her, like you get a whole forest with her. A whole forest. You are. What's going on with you today? You bring in so many good stuff up today. We're all the dark this week, like. Oh. Forest? <laughs> I love it. Yes, you're right. Like a whole forest. She brings a whole forest to the table. And she doesn't give you the same thing over and over because you have songs like, um, I think it's called Yoga. 
And the thing about Janelle Monáe is like, I know the worst her songs, but if you ask me the title, I could never go on Beach Shazam or name that tune. None of that stuff. I could never do it. But then I was, it's funny, like, because the FBI agent in my phone and in my head, turntables, I kept, there was something about the song that I kept thinking of, um, Lemon by mm -hmm. Nerd featuring Rihanna. And then finally, um, this is the last one, is uh, Dua Dita. Her song is called Pray. I don't really know much about this artist. This is actually the only song I know of her and I should, I'm going to actually venture and listen to more of her music. But this one, this one is, is nice. She has like a, a nice unique voice. The song starts off with a, a nice drum beat and continues out, continues throughout the song, which is a nice little thing as a part of the song. Her voice is a little on the deeper side, but it works well for her because there could be sometimes when somebody's voice may be too deep for my liking in the way they're they're doing their their music, mm -hmm. and it's not. And I, I think I'm spe speaking specifically with only specific kind of artists. Like the voice could be like too deep for me, and I'm just like, eh, I don't like yeah, it. It takes you out more than it draws you in. Yeah, hers it works for her. It, I agree. It it sounds great. Like this is a, a really great song. These are, I think you've really topped yourself this week, Bob. Really? These are the top bops for me. Ooh, I'm glad. I want to top every time. I've been incorporating more of these into my playlist. Good Time by Nico Moon. Like that's still something I put on like sometimes when I can't go out and like go for a walk and I just need yeah. those endorphins to come back. Love it. I'm glad I'm um, introducing you to me music, but I, I will say I also want you to add to this section as well. You were saying too, like, this isn't something that you were listening to all the time. Sometimes it's stuff you listen to in the past or it's from three years ago. With me, like, I probably would end up recommending the same four songs <laughs> over and over. All right, guys. So this week we're going to check out Viva La Vida again by Coldplay. Comes and goes in waves. <laughs> Circles by Post Malone. Okay, that's actually new. I mean, that's actually, he was robbed. Um, there was a Grammys, y'all. Yeah. We didn't talk about the Grammys at all, but... I thought Circles would have been the record of the year. Yeah. Even, even with all the other great songs on there, I was like, you know, Circles was really... They just weren't it for me. The Grammys are whatever. It's no. like, eh. The award that they're trying to say to give, I felt like he should have got that one. He definitely should have, no bias. Yeah. And you know what actually was annoying about this? I think it was record of the year. Is like Billy. I think Billie Eilish won record of the year. But she went up there and was like, I was already planning my speech on saying um, how Meg the Stallion deserved to win. And I'm like, so you knew you were going to win already? Or how does that work? And yeah. it's like, it's kind of annoying. It's like, it's like Adele did it for Beyonce because we know Beyonce should have won it. And I, so that was fine when Adele did it. Like, I was like, uh, yeah, Beyonce should have won for Lemonade. That's how you know the Grammys are, are, but I'm not, but Adele was great too. So I'm not diminishing Adele. And Billie yeah, Eilish is, is great as well. I don't think anybody's perceiving you as diminishing. Uh, like it's, but there's an underlying theme here that you're highlighting that I love. Yeah. And then it's just like, okay, what am I supposed to do with that? It's like, becoming oh. a trope and it's, it's just hackneyed and overused. Like and just get up. And it's like what Shonda Rhimes says, like, fine, you won the award and just get up there and like, get up there and say thank you. And like, why you appreciate getting the award like no more of this stuff of like oh this person was robbed she should have gotten it yeah and well she didn't get it so just tell us what you wanted what you're thinking right? it's like are you gonna give it to her i think thank you that's the thing it's like okay you got it you say this person deserves it more than you then give it to them thank that's you. what i would say okay hand me the award like what is going on <laughs> hitting me with these one-liners today like even what's his name um macklemore 
Macklemore, he did that with Kendrick Lamar. It's like, yeah, I think he was, he, I'm telling you, there's an underlying theme here. But my, my pick for the award actually would have been Post Malone Circles. Absolutely. And I don't even, Post Malone isn't even my favorite um, artist at all. It's actually, right. actually, I think Circles is like the song that I love from him. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's, actually, let me look up Post Malone. Between the two of us, we've like shared four songs of his that we like. You know, he was inspired by Fleetwood Mac's Dreams or Stevie Nicks specifically the influence that dreams has on it and where he went with it where he started and where he went with it and if you hear the remixes i actually really like him as an artist even though i don't listen to like four of his songs <laughs> so it's better now and circles those ones are so i think we have three circles and sunflower is mine so we have three not even four <laughs> all that to say is that i just it was whatever the grammys were whatever that was like uh, even last sunday i think yeah. i don't know we don't even remember where they I were. I tell you. I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> that was the Bob's Bop of the week. I can't wait to see how you top yourself next time because this was really it for me this week. Uh-oh. I feel the pressure. I feel the pressure. You know your Zodiac sign. You Pressure is what you eat for a snack at 3 p.m. Oh, my goodness. Well, thanks. Lap it. We've been talking about our personal problems, our personal opinions, of course, throughout this podcast. We want you all to open up to us. We don't want to have conversations with you all. We're not the experts. <laughs> We're not the experts in any way, but honestly, who can afford therapy nowadays? Lap it. I mean, honestly, we're not licensed to give any advice. Like she said, we're not therapists. In the future, maybe. Nevertheless, like we are here to lend an ear. The same way you've given us yours. And we know we we really do take these broadcasted then sessions with such a grain of salt. We're not licensed to give advice. We're just having so much fun with it. And it's just so much yeah. better. Like the more the merrier. Yeah. So we'd love to hear from you, especially since you're listening to us. That means there was some connection there. We'd love to build upon that connection. So slap it. <laughs> slap it. You <laughs> told you I'm going to use cars. So slap it. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> thank you listeners for listening this week and one thing i read that i really wanted to share with y'all it resonates on a million different levels and with that albert schweitzer writes when you callously ignore the suffering of others you lose the capacity to share their happiness too catch y'all next time please follow us on instagram sharing our happiness on twitter at slap underscore podcast bob you're a real one you're a real one talk to y'all next time